Hey now, and welcome to the Elevate Yourself podcast. I'm Rob, and I am thrilled to get to be the host of this show. I feel super lucky. I work for this awesome company called Elevation Corporate Health. And in each episode of the Elevation Corporate Health podcast, I get to have a conversation with folks from all different walks of life about how they elevate themselves. It's my hope that these conversations will make you think, force you to change your best, and as a result, help you get a little closer to becoming the best version of you. Jess, thanks so much for doing this. Great to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. So tell folks where you work and what do you do? So I do a lot of different things, but my main uh, gig, if you will, is I am a dietitian at a world-class treatment center known as Sierra Tucson, located in Tucson, Arizona, where I basically see every mental health diagnosis underneath the sun. Um, In my area, my niche is disordered eating and eating disorders. And then I have a little other niche as the red, white, and blue dietitian, where I see all of our active duty veteran uh, military personnel and first responders. That is so, so awesome. Um, I want to talk about both of those um, duties, but tell folks a little bit about your background, your training, your undergraduate, RD, all that kind of stuff. How'd you get to where you are today? For sure. So my undergraduate is from University of Delaware, go Blue Hens. Um, and then my dietetic internship, I completed a distance program through Bowling Green State University. It was a combined master's program. Um, and my career, I have done a little bit of everything. I worked for WIC. I've been in the hospital setting, psychiatric hospital. Um, I think food service just goes along with all those occupations, uh, especially sports nutrition. Um, I was at one point a dietitian for Exos, a human performance company. And um, my niche, if you will, really was sports nutrition. That's what I found that um, to be my jam, what I'm most passionate about. And then I just accidentally fell into eating disorders. Uh, upon leaving my job in California with Exos as a sports dietitian, I moved to Arizona. And um, mental health is huge here. And disordered eating, eating disorders is something I just fell into. And fortunately for me, I, I love it. And, you know, I was working with athletes. Um, those two niches go hand in hand. So yeah, that's kind of how, how I got into this field, so to speak. And I love both. That's really, really neat. And that's that, that a through line that I hear from a lot of people is that you kind of find, if you find your, your, your niche, um, you, you mentioned disordered eating and then eating disorders. I, I think it might be helpful if you could just kind of explain the difference between the two of those for folks. For sure. The, the best way I break it down to people is that first and foremost, everyone has disordered eating. And so if we think yeah. of a list of like one to 20, um, what is considered normal, but you know, what is normal? Um, there's like a few quirky things that an individual may do with food. Like think about your own quirky things. Like you might not like food touching. You might eat food in a specific order. Um, my, one of my best friends dips her pizza in Coca-Cola soda, which I think is interesting. So kind of along that wavelength, right? And so when we get to 18 and 20 boxes, we're looking at an eating disorder diagnosis and everything above five and like greater than 18 or 17, we're looking at disordered eating where one might not quite um, fall under a diagnosis umbrella, but I'm not saying there isn't room for improvement with their, you know, with their relationship with food, body image, or their intake. So it's kind of that gray area. 
That's, that's a really helpful and just a, a great um, definition. And that was my understanding of it as well. I've, I've shared with folks before that, that I've got all kinds of little things that are disordered eating. And I, I think it's um, it can be empowering for a person to embrace those idiosyncrasies, idiosyncrasies right? Yeah, for sure. And especially, you know, I understand what I do um, as a healthcare provider is a little bit different from everyone else. (laughs) So people, you know, it's a new thing for them, but they just embrace it. I try to make it super simple and just normalize it. Right. Cause like I said, everyone has it. You mentioned some of the the clients you work with from the red, white, and blue. And then, um, what are some kind of the challenges you see with clients, um, whether it's with disordered eating or, Um, What are some kind of the big challenges you see on a daily basis? I think the biggest challenge is is that in society, we normalize disordered eating and eating disorders. And what I mean by that is that you'll see on social media, people promoting a lifestyle or a brand or almost like um, a certain body image that, you know, people for whatever reason see as like beautiful or the all accepting, right? Um, And so with that being said, a lot of my recommendations are the complete opposite of what people tend to follow on social media or have heard from their neighbor as far as uh, achieving their nutrition health related goals. And um, so that that's one battle, right? Just fighting the stigma. Mm -hmm. Um, I also have come to realize that people have a lot of shame when talking about their eating patterns and their body image. And again, I, I think it goes back to the social media of trying to show that we live a perfect life. Um, and that, you know, we are just really successful and confident with who we are and what we look like. And when it comes to red, white, and blue specifically, um, working with military personnel, law enforcement, um, unfortunately their job schedule and the job culture influences disorder eating, eating disorders, because you never know when, you know, duty calls or their eating schedules are sporadic. So, you know, they face unfortunate circumstances that's hard to talk about in the civilian world. Right. And then when they come to my office, I'm telling them they almost have one more problem. So those are like the unique challenges that I face because people don't recognize it as a problem until, you know, I start digging deep into childhood food history. And how do you feel about yourself? Right. That's that is that is so good. And as I think about like first responders and uh, thinking about the you just don't know when duty's going to call. And so that that can that presents a whole host of challenges. My goodness. Yeah. And on top of that, you know, each branch or, you know, even in law enforcement, they have like heightened weight standards for, for men and women. And they're based off of old school, um, methodologies like BMI and whatnot. So it's just a real struggle. It's such a good point. And it's a really good point, what you shared about social media. And, um, I, I thought it's interesting kind of how the, how we evolve and like what is considered, um, uh, ideal, you know, and it's like, you, you look back to like, I don't know, like John Wayne's body was considered to be like an attractive man's body, right? Like 50 years ago. Um, but if you look at at John Wayne today, you know, there would, there'd be a whole host of uh, insults coming his way on social media. It's, it's, um, that, I think that perspective is important. That's really, really great what you're doing there. Yeah, my one of my residents or clients, if you will, said it best. She's like, it's like society promotes like body image as a trend, and she said bodies aren't trends. And I'm like, that is the deepest thing I've heard all day today. I was like, you're exactly right. A body is not a trend. And you know, specifically for women, 
you know, there's a lot of emphasis on body image, but that doesn't go to say that men and people who are still deciding about their sexuality and their gender don't, don't go through, you know, some growing pains of, you know, how they feel about themselves and let alone how they feel about what they look like. You obviously deal with a lot of, these are big issues and these are complex issues. Um, how do you help a person find compassion for themselves? And uh, I know it's a broad question, but um, how kind of, what are some of the, the ways in which you go about that? Um, I think it first starts with me as a professional and just letting them know that I care and I'm also mm -hmm. human, um, you know, in this type of work or any work we do, right. People want to know that they, that you care, you know, and once they know that, that you care, then they're more willing to listen to what you have to say. Um, you know, so I think I'm just showing compassion to them and letting them know that, Hey, you can also show compassion for yourself. It's quick that we can externally show compassion for everyone else, right? It's okay for everyone else, but it's hard for people to realize that it's okay for them too. So I just work on building those connections and building rapport and so that they're able to see that they are worth it and that they are deserving and I'm here to support them. That's such a great point. I, I love that. And I've said that before in, in a leadership role too, right? It's like people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Um, and exactly. That's, yeah, that's, that's powerful. Um, we, as we talk about stress and everything that's going on, the, the holiday season is upon us. It can be stressful just a, across the board with responsibilities, expectations. Um, if you had to give someone just three tips to help navigate um, trying to stay healthy with a clean mind, whether that's food related or just wellness tips, what would kind of be your big three for a person? Uh, first and foremost, breathe. I know that sounds silly, but <laughs> remind you to take a, to take a deep breath, you know, uh, check in with yourself and you might just need to breathe a little bit slower or just, yeah. you know, breathe to begin with. Right. Um, holidays are stressful. So just remembering to breathe. I also love words of affirmations. I think there's so much power behind snail mail. I think, you know, a card. So I encourage everyone, you know, to do that show gratitude, whether it's for family or coworkers, right. Um, and I think last but not least is do something for yourself, right? We're doing so much for other people, whether it's work related or not, like, what are you going to do for yourself today? Um, I know I try to do that. Like there's so many responsibilities, but at the end of the day, what is the one thing I'm going to do for myself? And a lot of the times that looks like spending time with my dogs. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that. And I love the effort, the affirmation and the practicing gratitude. I, I found that personally, anytime I feel a little out of whack or whatever, like if I've been, if I practice gratitude and also snail, snail mail is the way to go. That's awesome. I totally agree. Um, you're, you're a busy person. You're doing a lot of different things. This is something I'm always fascinated by because I'm on a mission to try to improve it for myself. And I think others are as well, as well. Um, just tell kind of folks about your, how do you stay organized within your daily routine? Are there, is there anything that you use? Is it an app? Is it a calendar? I have an old school journal and I keep things in my phone, right? Because you can't always rely on tech technology, like God forbid I lose my phone, but I write everything down in my journal and planner as, you know, as far as meetings or even planning time for myself, like I'm going on a date night, I'm doing, um, I don't know, an arts and crafts or like yoga with her girlfriend, just literally having a plan and finding time also for myself. So writing everything down and yes, the handy dandy iPhone. 
I like the journal. I'm old school too, like that. Some things you just got to write down. Um, I'm, we're going to move on to some rapid fire questions here um, to finish up. What, what's one thing you do every day that elevates you? I think it's actually not in the beginning of the day. I feel like everyone's morning routine, like they have a morning routine. Right. My day, like you said, it, I, you know, my job is to put out fires. <laughs> so my more, my mind is an evening routine of just having, um, an hour without my phone, like making That's- sure that I don't like right before bed, like no phone for an hour. That really helps ground me because again, you can get lost in email or working or social media. So that is, that is my grounding routine that elevates me. That way I can actually get some real rest. I love that. That is so good. Um, that's a good, that's a good part of your routine. That's nice. Um, what's the best purchase you've made in the last year for less than a hundred dollars? You know, I can tell you the best purchase, more than $100. If anyone was thinking about the iRobot or the Roomba investment is the best thing ever, especially if you have pets. Okay. I've heard this from some other folks about that. Okay. All right. You may have just sold me on it. That may be in my future. (laughs) All right. That's excellent. That's excellent. Um, We've been talking about food and uh, what would be your final meal or like your all-time favorites? You can eat one meal. What, what What would you have? My favorite meal is like a country style meal, like fried chicken and biscuits. Oh my goodness. You're talking my language <laughs> so that now, probably you know? <laughs> would be my last meal, like something authentic from like the heart and soul of Louisiana. Nice. Nice. That's very similar to mine. Mine is mine's my grandmother's fried chicken, but yeah, that's, that's, that's good. Um, I'd be down to try it. Yeah. I think you'd like it. Um, do you have a, do you have a favorite quote or saying that, that you kind of go back to, or is there, is there anything that kind of grounds you? Um, for me, be the person who you needed when you were younger. Um, that one resonates with me a lot. I think that's why I'm so motivated, um, and inspired to do the work that I do and how I've gotten this far in my career. Um, I've also found, you know, doing the work that I do is that people really need, you know, to do that for themselves as well. Right. That's awesome. I love that. That's really great. I remember that. Um, do you have a favorite workout song or just a song that maybe makes you feel good? It could be even during the work day. Is there is a song that, you know, you put this song on and you're like, okay, let's go. We've got this. I love music. So, I mean, which is so broad, right? If you told if you asked me like what my favorite everything is, I'd be like, I love so many. Um, I really love rap and R&B. Um, you know, I love trap music when I work out. So I'm like listening to Rick Ross, like so sophisticated was probably like the most, most recent song I lifted to, um, (laughs) anything Meek Mill, Drake, Kanye West. So anything in that genre. That's excellent. That is excellent. And and final question for me, final food question, favorite snack. You just, you just need a, need a little snack. What what do you, what do you, what do you usually go to? Trail mix hands down with M&Ms. I was going to say it's got to have M&Ms in the trail mix. That's a great answer. Good deal. Well, Jess, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, folks can follow you on Instagram at? Uh, Jessica.Griffith.RD. As I mentioned, I am proud to work for Elevation Corporate Health. We've been in business for over 26 years, creating customizable solutions for your fitness and wellness needs. That's right, folks, 26 years. 
Do you know only 25% of businesses make it 15 years or more? It's just one of the many reasons why you can trust Elevation Corporate Health because we've seen it all. And whatever your needs might be, we've got you covered from fitness management and online training to on-site classes, integrated technology. We help small and large groups alike get healthy and stay engaged. I encourage you to learn more about us at elevationcorporatehealth.com and to follow us on social media at Elevation Corporate Health. And if you're an Elevation member, at Elevation Members.